Dracula. I am Dracula. And I bid you welcome, Mr. Hart, to my heart. Come Our first award goes to the vampires for most blood drained in a single evening. The strength of the vampire is that people will not believe in him. for you on this Valentine's Day. Won't you all be my Valentine? So I am going to skip over all the stuff I usually say because this is a bonus episode and you don't need to hear all of it. So why don't we just go ahead and get into it? All right. I don't normally do this. Uh, First off, massive spoiler alert. If you have not listened to this podcast, I will ruin everything for you. Normally, I make you wait until the end to hear what I think, but I want to encourage you to watch this movie before you listen because it's so much fun and it would be even more fun if you didn't know what was going to happen. So I'm going to give you a second to pause. Okay, if you're back, that means that you went and you watched it. If you didn't go anywhere, either you've already seen it or you don't care, you just want to hear me talk about it, and that's fine. Blood-Sucking Bastards. This movie I happened to stumble across. I don't know how I had never heard of this one. I adore horror comedies, so I'm very surprised I didn't know about this one. But in all of the Pedro Pascal edits, there was a quick snippet of him as a vampire, and I went, what? Uh, Tracked it down, and... um, and watched it, and I, I'll tell you what, I was not disappointed. So, <laughs> I have to stop saying so, so much. I'm going to work on that, okay? Bear with me. Let's talk, let's do the summary so you know what's happening if you haven't seen the movie, or if you saw the movie and you were so mesmerized by Pedro that you missed the whole plot. Let's go ahead and talk about it. At the office where they work together, acting sales manager Evan Sanders talks to his slacker friend and coworker Tim about an upcoming presentation for the Phallocyte account. After an awkward moment between Evan and head of HR Amanda in the break room, Tim explains to coworkers Andrew and Mike that Amanda said I love you to Evan, and Evan's response was no. Branch president Ted Plunkett passes over Evan for a promotion and instead hires Max Phillips as the new sales manager. Max went to college with Tim and Evan and had him who Evan had him kicked out of college after Max slept with his girlfriend. Max moves into Evan's office and starts hitting on Amanda. In the office alone playing video games after hours, Mike is killed in one of the bathroom stalls. Evan finds Mike's body the next morning, but it is gone by the time he alerts everyone. 
Max secretly turns office employee Dave into a vampire. Formerly passive Dave becomes aggressive in demanding that everyone pays him what they owe him for the office sports betting pool. Anxious to complete his phallocyte presentation, Evan uses Zabeth, who harbors a crush on him, to retrieve files from the basement, but Zabeth is attacked and turned into a vampire. Evan convinces Andrew to work late with him. Andrew goes to the basement and is attacked by Zabeth. Meanwhile, Evan searches Max's office, finding photos of Amanda and personnel files where each employee is marked with either a X, a circle, or a check. Andrew returns upstairs and seemingly drops dead in front of Evan. Evan hides in a supply closet. Determining that Max is behind all of the murders, Evan calls Amanda with a warning, but Max answers the phone and taunts him. <sighs> Evan passes out eventually, and Tim, Ted, and Max find Evan in the morning. Andrew returns as a vampire and presents the completed phallocyte presentation to the bosses. Ed admonishes Evan for not finishing it himself. However, Max strongly defends Evan to protect Evan's job. Evan tries to convince Tim that vampires have overtaken the office. Tim reveals several odd events he witnessed that corroborate Evan's wild claim, including Max turning administrative assistant Elaine into a vampire. I'm smiling because I'm remembering the scenes as I'm talking. Amanda still refuses to believe that anything supernatural is going on. Evan worries that Max will turn her into a vampire like the other employees. Evan and Tim go to the security guard Frank for help. Frank reveals that he was with Tim when they witnessed the ongoing vampire activity. The three men go to Frank's car for weapons and discover that Frank's vehicle was robbed. The janitor then reveals himself as a vampire by attacking Frank. Frank recovers and stakes the janitor through his heart, killing him. Evan, Tim, and Frank return to the office and discover that all the employees are now hard-working vampires. The men arm themselves with office supplies before confronting Ted, Max, and Andrew in Ted's office. Amanda is also present. Ted reveals that he knew Max was turning everyone into vampires and that he sanctioned it so the employees' performance would improve. Evan reveals the files he found in Max's office, proving that Max planned to kill Ted. Ted begins to act, but before he can, Max snaps his neck. Max and Andrew allow the three men to leave Ted's office with Amanda, but they are surrounded by the vampire employees. After a long battle, all of the vampires are killed. Max calls in the legal team, who is also turned into vampires, as reinforcements. He then compels Amanda back to Ted's office and leaves the three men to continue fighting. Andrew kills vampire Dave because he never really liked him and ends up in a confrontation with Tim, during which they decide how their face-off should end. Frank dies combating the vampires from legal. Evan returns to Ted's office where he and Amanda ultimately kill Max. Afterwards, Tim finds Evan and Amanda covered in blood, making out amidst the carnage. The three of them calmly leave the building as day breaks. A cleaning woman arrives at the grisly scene and then is attacked and bitten by Andrew. See, I'm smiling because I, I, I'm replaying the scenes in my head. They're so, it's so good. All right, the cast. Pedro Pascal, of course, plays Max and vampire crossover he was eddie in the episode of buffy the vampire slayer where she first goes to college buffy vampire slayer fans go check that one out 
Um, then we have, uh, oh, I didn't write his name down, but it's coming to me. Fran Krantz as Evan, also a vampire crossover. He was in um, Rise Blood Hunter. And then Joey Kern as Tim, who was phenomenal. My favorite game, how many of these actors were also in Supernatural? The answer is one. Uh, there is a great cameo by Matthew Lillard in this film. And he, if you don't know, voiced Shaggy in the Supernatural episode, um, Scooby Natural, where they go into Scooby-Doo. If you haven't seen Supernatural, you're going to be like, what is she talking about? Trivia. The word vampire is not uttered until 50 minutes into the film. Let's break down this universe of blood-sucking bastards. Their relationship to humans. Like many vampires, these are not known at first, but eventually it becomes clear whether you're turned or eaten or figure it out that vampires exist and they are all around you. Appearance. After being turned, they do look human. However, um, a lot of them are, are paler or um, you'll, you'll notice they made it clear who was turned by um, either paling them down or sexying them up. Uh, I will tell you though, when they vamp out, um, obviously the, the fangs show up and then their skin sort of models and then they have very pronounced foreheads and their eyes are very bright. So think of the vampires from like, uh, from Dusk Till Dawn or Buffy the Vampire Slayer like that. And one of the vamps has extra long, thin fingers and long fingernails when he vamps out. Fangs. Two sharp canines, as it should be. Blood. Not only do these vampires love blood, but there is a lot of blood in this movie. And we'll get to that. Food. Once turned, we never see them eat. As a matter of fact, the whole point of turning them is to make them more productive. Now, when Evan calls Max and Max is with Amanda, he says something about having just eaten dinner with Amanda, but we never actually see him eat. And it's clear that Max is just trying to taunt Evan. So it's possible he made that up as well. Sunlight. So there's a whole hysterical exchange between the two heroes about this. The security guard, Frank, is listing off all the things that will kill vampires or all the things that he knows about vampires. Then he does admit that he basically got it off of like Wikipedia or WikiHow. Um, so it might be bogus. He says, sunlight kills vamps. And Evan says, but it's daylight now. So Frank explains that the offices are created to bring in minimal sunlight as to not distract the workers. So Evan says, you're telling me that sunlight kills vampires, but this fluorescent light shithole brings in so little light that it's the perfect place for vampires. That had me laughing. Sleep. This is never addressed. Um... Matt does comment about his designer suit and he kind of shows off a lot. So if they have coffins, I have to imagine that Max has like a Gucci coffin or a Louis Vuitton coffin or something, but this is never, ever addressed. Holy items. There is a scene where one of the heroes uses pencils to make a cross and the vampire kind of mocks him. Now, we don't know if that's because crosses don't work or because it's not a real cross that's never addressed, but it is a fun little nod to vampire lore. Rules. We never see anything about mirrors or um, crossing running water or needing to be invited in. And, and we wouldn't even know because the public 
are allowed into public offices. So obviously they wouldn't need invited in. So this is never truly addressed. Um, and everything that the security guard lists about vampires, he then admits that he basically Googled. So we don't know what's true, just like the heroes don't know what is true, which kind of adds to the whole thing. Powers, they're extremely strong once they're turned. So like I said, one of the vampires kills another vampire um, by basically like shoving a vending machine into the vampire and slamming him between a vending machine and a wall at what point in time he just explodes. So clearly they're very, very strong. Um, Max does show mind control with Amanda toward the end. Um, this is during the big final showdown. We didn't see him use any kind of mind powers before that, but apparently he has that and he is able to bring her over, turn her with his hands and send her into the office and sort of mind control her. Now, we don't know if this is because Max alone has this power, but we do know that Max has that power. We never really see anything else with the vampires. They're not super fast. They're just strong and apparently can work all day and work all night. So how are they made? This is a very clever backstory. So the story is that when Max was kicked out of college, the only place that would accept him was an MBA program in Romania. And their whole plan for sales management was to just turn the employees into vampires to make them super productive and very compliant. So that's hilarious. We never get to see the whole process. We see a few people attacked and then they're turned. So um, we see them bitten. We don't know if they just need a bite or if later on off screen they're fed vampire blood. We have no idea. Um, but we do know that clearly there can be a master vamp because Max is clearly the master vamp. But we don't know what makes him a master vamp. It Obviously he hasn't been a vampire very long because he and Evan went to college together. Uh, so I don't know why he's the master. Maybe once you make progeny, you become a master. Maybe it's like a pyramid scheme. And the more that you have under you, the more powerful you are. That's a clever idea. Moving on. Heartbeat and breathing. This is never addressed. I don't know if they have heartbeats or breathe. It's not pertinent to the story. How do they die? So this is what I mean about lots of blood in this movie. When these vampires are killed, they explode. And it, there's just like blood and guts everywhere. Makes for a hysterical vamp kill. We see staking. We see beheadings. And my favorite, being slammed between a wall and a vending machine. So those are the ways that we see them die. Again, I have to say that Frank lists a bunch of things, but we don't know for sure because we don't see it. One of the funniest things was, like I said, they're using office supplies. So you know that paper, like cutter the long cutter they had them at school they have them in offices i don't know what they're called somebody is screaming at the screen right now but but they break that blade off and use it to slice off the vampire's heads hysterical are they good or are they bad so they are presented like once they turn they're bad however there is that one vampire that helps the heroes but at the end he takes over the office as the manager and starts turning people again. So we don't know that he did that to save people. He might have done it for selfish reasons. I'm going to say these vamps are bad. Tropes I love and tropes I hate. This was a tough one. It's tough when you love a movie to like really be critical about it. I will say I absolutely love 
when they somehow work Romania into it. I know it's a trope. I know it's cheesy. I know it's stereotypical, but I love it. So when Max said, I went to a college in Romania, I like whooped. I love when they do that. Um, I love when you get to see like a meek human suddenly become aggressive or very sexual. I always love that that stereotype. It cut, brings them out of their shells. I love that idea. Uh, tropes I hate. So yes, there is hissing. The vampires hiss when they're attacking the uh, heroes. However, because it's a comedy and the whole point is that these vampires are very tropey and very stereotypical, it works. So I can't even say I hate it in this. I don't know what that crash was, but I'm going to ignore it because I'm on a roll right now. Uh, everybody's favorite, the ratings. Okay. How scary or evil are the vampires of blood-sucking bastards? The backstory is that Max goes to this MBA program in Romania. Um, so for those of you who don't know, an MBA is a master's in business. It's a, a, a well-known degree that you would get if you want to eventually, you know, take management opportunities in business or run your own business. This school sales template is just turn everyone into vampires so they will be compliant and they can work tirelessly. I mean, it's not a terrible idea. Max literally goes through employee files with a red Sharpie and just chooses who's going to live and who's going to die. So that is very interesting and very creative and also cold. That's cold, buddy. Okay. They do turn very fast and they are extremely strong once they're turned. So this is an issue for humans. They are hyper focused and do not let anything stand in their way. And that is what makes them so deadly. They are bound by the sun as far as we know, and there is several ways to kill them. So good news for the humans. So they can't get a perfect score. We know that they can choose to be good. At, at least the remaining vampire did spare his friends. However, it seems like he possibly did that for his own reasons, which is also very cold. The big reason they lose points is because ultimately they are bested by a handful of slackers. However, for a comedy, these vampires get a very impressive score of 7.5 out of 10 stakes to the heart for how evil and scary they are. Very impressive. Good job, Max. Solid vampires. How sexy or alluring are the vampires of blood-sucking bastards? We all know how sexy Pedro Pascal is, but we have to do this objectively, okay? This is science. This is very serious. So let's break it down. We know these vampires are very sexual because Zabeth becomes extremely sexual once she is turned. Uh, she becomes bold and sensual. I'm pretty sure she's bisexual as well because she kind of hits on Amanda but then threatens her at the same time. Okay. And I believe it's Andrew, after he's turned, says, yeah, we had this amazing vampire orgy last night. It's awesome. So we know they're very sexual. We never actually see them have sex. We do see Sabeth use sex to draw someone in. But before even things even really get started, she bites his lip. So if you're into that, it's very sexy. But then she attacks him. And she even says, like, I'm going to scream you. Or no. I'm going to scream you. I'm going to make you scream and then screw you. She uses the F word. I'm going to make you scream and then screw you. And I didn't say in which order. 
holy moly. Um, that being said, the male vampires don't seem like they're overtly sexual after they're turned. It's really with the women that they do that. Um, and while Max has this like mind control power, he doesn't have an unspoken allure. He hits on Amanda several times before he uses mesmerization and she's not into it at all. So clearly he doesn't have some kind of overpowering allure. I have a feeling that these vampires, even Max, would choose work over sex probably choose blood over sex as well which I can respect but it also brings your points down so I would say blood sucking bastard vampires are gonna get I put a four out of ten I don't think that's fair I think we'll give them a five out of ten solid middle of the road for sexiness and allure I mean for the motives that they seem to have, it's more important that you're scary than you're sexy, so respect. My thoughts. One of my favorite things about doing this podcast is meeting all of you and, and getting the comments from you, but also discovering gems. I have many times told you that I suffer through movies for you because I made a commitment and I'm going to finish it out. This was such a delight. I absolutely loved it. It doesn't happen often, but I struck gold with this one. I love a good horror comedy. One of my favorite movies is Cabin in the Woods, if you haven't seen it, and Fran Kranz is also in that one, and it has that same sort of feel to it. It was so well done. I initially watched it free on Amazon Prime with commercials, so you can go watch it free right now. However, after I watched it, I bought it, and then I watched it again. So I will absolutely be watching this one again. I have to say, the story and the writing are phenomenal. The actors kill it no pun intended there is not a single weak actor in the bunch if you guys understand the phrase ensemble cast this is an ensemble everybody nails their part and every part is important to the whole the chemistry amongst all of them the what feels like camaraderie is so well done it's so believable everyone gives it a hundred percent I have to give, I don't want to tell you a lot because I want you, and I normally don't do this. Normally I'll tell you everything. I want you to go watch it and I want you to watch it as pure as you possibly can. But shout out to two things. When the security guard calls the vampires puncture monkeys, I fell over. I will absolutely work that phrase somehow into my conversations, puncture monkeys. Um, feels offensive for vampires, but also I, I know when to laugh and that is funny. Now, for somebody who's been in leadership, did leadership for years, understands everything that happens behind the scenes. Max is a manager. I was howling. Whoever wrote this had to have been in the corporate life at some point because he says during the big fight, uh, Andrew is questioning like, should I jump in? Should I help them? And Max says, no, I want you to learn to delegate which made me laugh. And then later on he says, you learn how he's yelling at the vampires about what should, they're, they're looking at him like, what do we do? And he says, people, you have to learn how to take the initiative if you don't want me to micromanage. Fell over laughing. Anybody who's been in leadership, been in corporates, you know how hilarious that is. Died laughing, no pun intended. Okay. 
Like I said, normally during my thoughts, I have more to say, especially with something I loved so much, but I, I want you to watch it. If you haven't watched it, please do yourself a favor and go watch it. And if you watch it and you hate it, I'm sorry, but this is one I will be recommending to people uh, who don't necessarily love horror or being scared, but love to laugh. I will be recommending this to people. I think this is a great vampire film for people who don't necessarily love vampires. Everybody knows about vampires. Everybody knows the lore. They know the stereotypes. So this is a fun thing for them to watch that they can be a part of and enjoy, but isn't necessarily scary or uh, heavy on the vampires. Absolutely perfect. And anyone who's worked in an office, I describe this to everyone as it's like office space with vampires. Genius. Why didn't I think of this? Oh, what a shame. Anywho, Pedro Pascal will never see this, but if he ever does, chef's kiss. So good. Fran Krantz, Joey Kern. So, so good. So good. Everybody in this was so good. Loved it. I think I've hit this point enough. So we did it all in one take. Oh, I needed this. This is my Valentine's Day gift to me. I am going to go ahead and start editing this now because I want it to be to you for Valentine's Day. Whatever you're doing on Valentine's Day, I hope you're happy. I hope that you feel loved and I wish you wicked hugs and bloody kisses. Good evening.